Hey everyone, welcome to the Hot Takes Podcast, where we're always seeking to be humble, open, and transparent. We are about to have some fun. I hope you're ready. Thank you for being here, and enjoy. Hey everyone, hey everyone, what is going on? It is another Hot Takes episode. We're always seeking to be humble, open, and transparent. And today, y'all, I tell you what, this coach messed around and tried, has a flair for the dramatics. <laughs> decided that a tornado would come through Georgia at the time we were supposed to be talking about being limitless and overcoming and leveraging the obstacles and all the challenges and all the rest of that stuff. So I, I jest, y'all, but we are experiencing a little bit of uh, inclement weather here in yes. Georgia, um, and it is causing any number of issues. And again, you know, Georgia in the south, rain is our snow, uh, and so it, it causes those same issues. So, But I want to introduce you all. I told you, again, from the beginning, and bring in practitioners, people who are in the weeds, in the mud, in the dirt, doing their work. Uh, and today, again, is no exception because we have Coach Rhonda in the house. What's going on, Coach Rhonda? Hey, hey. Oh, <laughs> just flexing my limitless possibilities. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely love it. And before we get rolling with what all that means, uh, can you share with people where you are in the world and what you really do? Yes. Um, so I always say by resume, I'm a financial educator, executive coach and speaker, and I've helped thousands of clients transform their money and life over the years. My work has been featured in Upscale Magazine. I've worked with the Walmart Foundation, to name a few. But my story, look at your neighbor. <laughs> my story definitively not did not start there. So um, I always take it back a little bit when I left my good government job, just a little bit bored with where I was, launched out to go full time as a real estate investor and about a year and a half before the market crashed. Right. So found myself in a bankruptcy attorney's office, crying my eyes out and wondering, like, how did I get here? You know, I'm the box checker. I'm the make a list and check it twice. And, you know, the, the attorney had to try to console me. She wasn't very good at it, by the way. <laughs> that crying session went from her office to my car and really sitting with myself to, to just, what do I want? Like, what, what, is I, what am I really going after? And so it was in that moment that I really got clear that, you know, I had, I had some regrets in that moment, but I had to really think about it. When I look back at my decision, I wouldn't have done it any different, right? Because I, I was able to get clear in that moment. I wanted to have a level of freedom to be able to create impact and to be able to help people transform their lives in ways that they never imagined. So that meant for me first, I had to learn how to get over myself, how to navigate myself, how to be grounded and rooted in clarity, how to be resilient, how to get back up off the ground after after financial loss, after emotional loss, and how to build myself up and continuously take action. So that has formed and shaped <laughs> the work that I do today for the people that I work with. 
I absolutely love it, Ron. Particularly, particularly there, right? You you gave a little bit of your origin story as mm-hmm. you move with intentionality into purpose and those mm-hmm. things that, as coaches, uh, we we try to partner with others around and and mm-hmm. just the things that get in their way. When you think about those those early years, because again, you began to flush out what what brought you to today and being mm-hmm. Coach Rhonda, um, and to be limitless. What were the early things that you latched on to to say, hey, I'm not going to allow this to to mm-hmm. beat me or keep me down? What, what, what was that? What was that like? Yeah. So that that very first step, you know, I do my work goes by these five keys and I'm sure we'll get to that. But the very first thing is really, really being clear of what you want. And that seems like a simple statement. But most of us are not completely clear or we will say we want a thing, but we're not really sure what's behind that. Like what's the truth? What's the depth? What's the motivation and the value tied to that? So being grounded in what I want, being tied and being alert and aware of my motivations and value has kept me grounded. Right. So that was that first moment for me. Because I was I was losing it all. And I'm again, I'm the box checker. I'm the I do I do things according to plan, according to the process. So when it goes wrong, you know, it throws you off. So getting founded and being clear and understanding, you know, my dad has a saying that says, if what you want is not where you're standing, keep moving. Right. Yeah. (laughs) One one more time for the people in the back. You got to you got to get out one again. If what you want is not where you're standing, keep moving. Wow. And so being grounded in what I really wanted and being committed to keeping moving and being open mm-hmm. to what that has, what that looks like, right? Because often we're so committed mm-hmm. to one path. You know, I thought I was gonna leave my job, go full-time in real estate, mm-hmm. get rich, be an investor and roll out. Mm-hmm. Didn't happen that way. Right. So being committed to what you want, I wanted to be free. I wanted to create impact. I wanted to help people transform their lives, but not being attached to how that journey looked or how that path looked. Wow. So those were some of those very beginning um, lessons and moments for me. Yeah. And there's something that that when we talked before and as we, we've talked since we first met uh, these many months ago, uh, leading up to this podcast, it seems like forever ago when we first got connected. And one of the things you, you say, particularly about your story is say, hey, my story didn't start with the accolades. Right. Mm-hmm. We see on social media and, and it kind of the, the blurb I, I wrote up for this episode is people like to see the smiles. They like to see the rainbows, unicorns, and pixie dust that we that mm-hmm. people post. But how many people are were actually there or available to hear the origin, really origin stories? Right. And when you think about what people see today, again, you've already talked about perseverance. You've mm-hmm. talked about the the financial things that you've had to overcome. But what is it really about telling not pieces of the story, but being prepared to tell your whole story? What is it about mm-hmm. that? For me, um, and I I really got a lot of this from my mentor, Patrice Washington, but she talks about being the guide versus the expert. When you are the expert, it comes off like you're on a mountaintop and I'm I'm looking down at you, you people, you know, I'm the, you people, you know, I'm up here and I've done this and I've done that and I've done the other. But if people can't see themselves 
anywhere in that, then it just feels like, well, that was great for her. You know, she's awesome. Like, but you don't know my story. Right. And I and when I first started, I had so many people pull me to the side like, oh, my God, you're, you're, everything just really touched me. Like I saw myself, you know, um, I'm very um, I'm just myself, I'm just 100 percent myself. And people really connect with that. And so showing people how to get there, like, yeah, I'm going to tell you what I got, what I do, this and that. But I'm going to take you here from where you possibly are. And I'm going to walk you up what that looked like for me. I'm going to show you when I got the first five-figure contract. And then I'm going to tell you about when I was crying in the bankruptcy attorney's office a couple of years before that, right? I'm going to tell you about, you know, six-figure this and seven-figure that. But then I'm going to tell you about when I was in my car, you know, in the garage, in the dark, wondering, like, I don't even know who I am anymore. Do I even believe that I can make this happen? I'm not sure, right? Because that's the part we don't talk about. You know, we talk about, you know, there's programs and like come in the program and get these steps and you're going to ball out like like you see me balling out. But nobody talks about the background. And and I it's me. I'm coaching to people like me. I'm coaching to people who can't always take a set of awesome directions and follow them. <laughs> they need help getting around themselves. You know, it's, and I'm going to say as women, I'm going to put it out there. You know, we have to touch it. We have to feel it. You know, how do you feel about it? You know, we have to get around our emotions, our experiences, our past, right? And so really being mindful of that. So that's a lot of the work I do. You may have a great program, but I can help you customize your path towards where you're moving towards. I, what I like about that is particularly in, in the thing that I hear from it is, you just introduced uh, what we call in coaching that reframe mm -hmm. because there's nothing wrong with life giving you experience and you becoming kind of masterful in, in what you do. It's just what can what at times can get people hung up not to reach out for support. Right. And it could be a video or a post they saw where you uh, called yourself an expert or a subject matter expert, right? That's a business thing. That's a thing to be right. a subject matter expert, but in our minds to not want to go follow that. Mm -hmm. Right. But what you did there was, Hey, if it's not expert, let me be your guide. Mm -hmm. Will you reach out to a guide? And I really believe that's one of the biggest reasons why coaching done right is so powerful <laughs> is because coaching is that partnering mm -hmm. coaching is that asking what you need or if you even have a concept of what you believe right. you need because there's something else and i want you to speak to again you said you have the good the bad the indifferent it all has to come in play mm -hmm. it's just now a matter of putting it in context right as you, as you move forward but what is it about People again, and I love that you said this. Uh, and I and one of my favorite books, y'all, that I was introduced by another learning development professional was The Knowing Doing Gap by mm -hmm. Pfeffer and Sutton. This book was written back in 2003. And the whole premise was really about what you said about people know what to do. Right. But there's a gap. There's a gap. What they know and them actually getting to the doing. Mm -hmm. And you've already stated already, you better get your butt in gear, take that first step. But what is it about? using the information you have mm 
mm-hmm. before trying to seek new stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, as human beings, we're always seeking, we're always looking out. We're either looking ahead, you know, where we're trying to get, or we're looking back at what, what didn't work. We're not living in the now. Right. And so we're not often assessing even what we have access to or different ways that we can use it. And so if I if I dig into different ways, when I talk about limitless possibilities, um, you you know, you may have certain things and you think of using a resource or a relationship a certain way or think a path has to go a certain way. And when it doesn't, then we're just we're out of gas. But, you know, taking time to like, OK, turn that thing around. OK, wait a minute, flip it up. OK, let's look over here. You know, finding different ways to approach a thing. Right. And it, again, it goes back to being clear when you're clear. You know, when I work with people around finances, one of the a goal that a lot of people have is home ownership. And I love that goal because it's a great motivator for people to kind of get in gear. And when I ask people, you know, what is having a home going to do for you? You get financial security. You get, you know, I never had a home. I'll be the first person in my family to get one and this and that and the other. So they may have said, I want a five bedroom home on a basement and this and that. And it's not really working out. We go back to what do you really want? I want something that I own that I can paint the walls purple. Nobody is going to tell me what I can't do. I want something where I want to see my kids playing in the background, right, in the backyard. And again, that can look different for different people. So really being able, being open to the process, open to the journey and open to looking at things from different perspectives. Um, uh, my dad, I call him the king of the zine when he throws out little zingers. And I do that in coaching as well. I challenge people all the time on what they're saying. Right. Because you and, you know, as a coach, you walk people down, you say you want this. And it's like, OK, is it that you feel like it's, it only has to be this way? And you get all these aha moments like, oh, I never thought about it like that. So there's really, again, opening people up to see so many different sides and understanding that life is an experiment. All of life is an experiment. Challenges will come. So if you can kind of tell yourself or prepare yourself up front, there will be challenges ahead. You, you, you'll be a lot better off <laughs> than just feeling like it's just going to go one straight path. I, so here, here you go again. You, you te- you're teeing up these things, um, <laughs> particularly around, again, it's, it's about overcoming things, processing things, getting through things. And one one of the things that I like about what you said there particularly is, again, have you defined what's really in front of you? Are you staying present to really assess and put the words around what's really happening? Mm -hmm. And I really believe in in coaching. And y'all, if you need a coach, and you're looking to get clear about some things, you better reach out to Coach Rhonda because you're talking about somebody that operates with some full-on intuition and things just sit. I'm telling you right now, she'll she help you unleash some things. But but when it comes to just people catastrophizing reality, mm-hmm. and, and and it really is, I really believe that's the, it's a disconnect from processing the emotion, properly naming it, mm-hmm. but then, okay, is it useful here in its current context in the way that I'm feeling it? Right. right. Because here's, here's the thing, right. And, and, and I, and bad raps around business owners, any CEOs out there and all these other people who, who tell people they don't need to be emotional at work and all the rest of that stuff. Um, yeah. With, yeah. 
keep, keep that same energy when, when you feel like somebody disrespects you or don't listen to you. Keep that same energy because at some point we're all going to have that moment where we feel like we want to cry that one thug tear. And we like and, and and you're trying to hold it back, but then it turns into something else because you weren't allowed to process that emotion. And I like what you said there, particularly around getting clear. What is it about getting clear that helps people see a challenge mm-hmm. and turn it into an opportunity? Yeah, you know, I don't know the words, but it I mean, it literally is like a fog clearing. Like I've been coaching with people and you can see them like, you know, one expression and then that you can see when the clarity started to come, like their face changes. They're like, oh, wait, I mean, the energy changes, the face changes, the body language changes. And I know that their thoughts are beginning to change because when we're we have one particular perspective, it's kind of it's just like blinders. It's right here. When we begin to remove that by challenging our words or challenging what we said and kind of open up to what we really we really want, that opens up a whole nother level of possibilities or opportunities or you know different ways. So it 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 just opens people up mentally, physically, emotionally, their thoughts, right? And it brings a lightness because this is closed in. It's heavy. It feels like there's no way out unless it comes this way, but it's not coming that way. So when we can open that up, it just brings openness all throughout the body, the mind, the energy, everything. Everything. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, you I mean, you, you you're like pounding that nail all the way in the wall right now because I, I really believe we have everyone wakes up with the potential mm-hmm. to be limitless in every moment where we're allowed to to live one more day and breath in our bodies and, and use of all limbs or and, and all the stuff we were we were gifted and leveraging that clarity mm-hmm. how do you help people harness that right when that light when you see it and i and i know that the eyes light up mm-hmm. the maybe a deep breath they exhale mm-hmm. when it happened like and you see it how do you help people not let it be a fleeting moment mm. yeah you know i teach kind of in a process or coaching teaching a process and it it, it comes off like just good old conversation because you, you know, the conversation is just getting comfortable with each other, just connecting and just starting to dream, just starting to think again, dream again. So what what do you want? Okay, so what does that look like? Just really throwing questions at people, not telling people much, but just as they throw bring out information, just you know, asking questions about different pieces that they're saying. And I'm asking questions, but the questions are it allows them to kind of question themselves when they have to answer it. Like, oh, I didn't think about that. So they're questioning themselves about that word. You know, I didn't know I, I was using that word so often. You know, in a conversation, people, I pick as a coach, obviously we pick up on things like that. You know, you keep kind of dancing around this world, this, this word freedom. You keep dancing, you know, what is it about that? And then people start thinking, hmm, you know, so really, open conversation to really get connected 
questioning, throwing question at them so they can kind of start to question themselves and peel back those layers, right? And leaving it very open, you know, again, to where it's not me coming in there just like, okay, well, that's it. That's the one. Let's do that. <laughs> you know, we, we, we take different pieces and we say, well, how does this resonate with you? You know, what are you, what are you thinking here? What do you feel like you're ready to do? Because I always say as a coach, we're on the sidelines. Yeah, we huddle up, we talk about it, but you you got to get out there and run the place <laughs> like all day. You oh, know, my we, gosh. <laughs> we need to teach. Teach, billboard, all of those things, right? I love it, coach. Because, <laughs> again, you again, for all you other folks that's out there trying to pawn yourself off as a coach, mm. you, you, better, you better listen to Coach Rhonda. <laughs> stop, stop trying to be a player coach in somebody else's story. Yeah let let their stuff be their stuff yeah. that that's that's why you end up running into trouble you're trying to you're trying to be prescriptive mm-hmm. so that you can sell the other parts of your program to somebody and again it might not even be time for it yeah. right I, and i'm a huge i'm huge on having the ability and having frameworks in your toolbox but don't be trying to give that to people as the play Mm-hmm. for their life and all the rest of these things. And what you alluded to there is you really, particularly that word freedom. And I've been hearing that one a lot over the past several years of doing coaching. Right. I, I just want freedom. I just want, for, what does it mean? Right. To you. What does it mean for you? Yeah. Right. And and really when they begin to define it, mm-hmm. what I found, and I don't know if it's similar. And again, uh, each case is, is, is nuanced, but it's a they're quoting and they're defining a value. Exactly. Exactly. And something that's being violated or mm-hmm. not an active piece of their life. Right. And so they're trying now. Yeah, yeah they, they don't have it. And so mm-hmm. you you are you are hitting folks right between the eyes today. And I appreciate it. Because I need them to know. And there's something particularly around these conversations and coaching and different things like that. We say it in business, all these other things, you got to try and try again. But there's something to the reframe of the benefit of planning for a fail Uh, (laughs) in the process. Explain what that, how how you see that. Uh, For me, it's, it's just an experiment. It's like you come up with a, you know, you may come up with a plan. You may have a bright idea or a passion somewhere in here. You may, they say, test it in the market. I saw you some business words, some coach words. They say test it in the market. You can throw out a survey to kind of see how people are reacting. Maybe pick a few pieces based on what you felt and what how people responded to it and run it. <laughs> and guess what? Check back in to see how it's working and tweak. You know, and check it back in is is twofold. You know, as a coach, I may be running a coaching program or doing some financial literacy. I do that as well. And so I may come up with different things, test it a little, put it out there. Then you want to ask for feedback. Did this work for you? How did that make you feel? How did this work? Was this too fast? Was it too slow? And guess who else has to check in? Did I like that? Did I did that work for me to do it that way? Did that get on my nerves? Do I want to do all the time? No. So let me tweak it, right? Because you want to be, you want to be in a zone with yourself, right? Because you're the one that has to show up as the coach running the program, whatever, or the business owner. Um, but and you want to be able to have it work for the people that you're serving as well. So 
again, starting that everything's a beta. <laughs> you know, everything's a beta, you know, and move. They always say move quick. And I'm not a quick mover. So move quick according to what your quick is. But be OK that you came up with something, you threw it out there a little bit and you got to run. You got to get out there a little bit. Now, that was one that I really, really, really learned because I'm the analyzer. And let me think about it. Let me pray and meditate, and blah, blah, blah. And then somebody, 30 other people have already done the program, ran it and they're already down the street. So uh, my mentor always says progress beats perfection. So we're trying, you can't make it perfect. You got to just get out there, test it, run it. That's the only way you're going to learn. You get it on the way, period. I love that you get it on the way. And and again, it, it, it def, it's in line and it defies every single thing that everybody's been trying to say. Yeah. And, and everybody has these lines about if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Yes, that's a truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what you just described is don't, don't let it be analysis paralysis. Mm-hmm. Like you learn it along the way. Yeah. And so plan it. Okay, boom, we have a heading, right? Mm-hmm. Follow the heading mm-hmm. and then be flexible enough to not draw lines, hard mm-hmm. lines as you go. Yeah. I think that's the issue a lot of us get. Like, yeah. and again, that's where habits, behaviors, all these things, mm-hmm. and, and why people in different conversations, when we're in coaching sessions, people have these visceral reactions to a shift in mindset because they've been unconsciously practicing a thing for so Mm -hmm. long that now it's being challenged. And they think what they believe is being challenged is the truth it held in their life. Mm, Yeah. Right. And so now it's like, I've made that thing be true so long. And it's like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Nobody's telling you that truth is ultimately wrong, but is it serving you? Is it serving you? Is it serving you? And it yeah. and that, and to me, and then I, I know you you'll love this one around particularly timing mm-hmm. of topics and things in yeah. coaching, right? It may not be the right time for this topic to come up for you because yeah. you got some more growing and building mm-hmm. to do. And so when you think about the timing of things, what is it about making sure that we're processing that correctly? Yeah. So, you know, that's my fifth key that I use. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's the last one for a reason. So for me on the journey in, in kind of developing the work I do now and developing myself in that process, timing was the last thing that came to me because Timing is that thing that you showed up, you did plan, you did plan to fail, you had the right mindset, you have the right intentions, you have good resources and relationships, still didn't work, blew up. You're confused, you're lost, you're in your car in the dark, <laughs> wondering, right? And so when I had a when I began began to understand that timing plays a, a role, that that helped to release a lot of people. It released me first and I use it because you have to understand that there's a whole big thing happening here, right? And there's some things we can control or we can impact. There's some things we can't, period. And so understanding that timing is playing a part can help you to stay resilient, right? Because 
the things you did to get ready, to get all these things ready are still need to be ready. Still things you need to grow. You needed to learn. You need to, you know, have a, a, a stronger mindset or a stronger heart set for the journey. Um, and so when it's time, you, you just kind of flow into it because again, I've had all the things together and showed up and it was like, yeah, no. <laughs> and then there's times where I wasn't looking for anything and someone called me and say, Hey, we got this sign on the dotted line. Er, right. And when I get into it, the, I'm in a project now, when I look back at all the no's or all the not now's, all of it stack the deck for where for, for what I'm doing now. Now, this particular project, what? What you need? What you got, right? So again, understanding that timing plays a huge factor. And it's something I think that nobody really talks about that much. You know, that timing is playing a role. We feel like if we do the things and the stuff that the people say, then we should get the same results. Not always. Timing. And and I and I see you we could talk. We could talk for another couple of hours just just on that one, yeah. because trying to force things. Mm-hmm. I've been on that side of believing that if I follow one through ten mm-hmm. to the T, and that's why again, and co- I love c- what coaching has done for me personally, because it's caused me to pause mm-hmm. and really consider: is what I'm about to say for me? Or is it for that person and what I've identified they need it for? Right. And, and and again, trying to be that pontificating expert, just trying to be right mm-hmm. and just trying to be, again, prescriptive, sell a program. Right. And like you said, if, if you take your ego out of it and you really say, hey, I'm really focusing on making sure things are the right time, I'm the right fit for this moment, then you ultimately honor and respect not only the client, but the process in which they're on, right? Mm-hmm. It's a journey for us all. Oh, and if goodness. you give something too early to a client, to whether it's a corporation or individual, mm-hmm. that actually can be harmful. It can, absolutely. Right? And if yeah. you're running down the road, and it's, we could want a Corvette all day long. We could <laughs> want a sports car all day long. But if you don't know how to drive, right? a manual or you don't understand the power mm-hmm. of something, then you can harm yourself Absolutely. and others in the process. So I thank you so much for, for just spending today, spending time with us, just breaking a little bit. Little, little, this, she gave us nuggets, y'all. This tip of the iceberg type of stuff with, with Coach Rhonda. And, and when I, I want people to connect with you because I don't want to be the only person who knows you. I want others to find you and, and figure out when if, when timing makes sense for y'all to work together, but reach out nonetheless. Uh, how can people find you? I, I know I said, got your information posted already, but tell folks where else they can follow you, your content and all the rest of that. Sure. So people can connect with me on Facebook, Instagram or LinkedIn at Rhonda on a mission at Ronda on a Mission, R-H-O-N-D-A on a mission. So LinkedIn.com slash Ronda on a Mission, Facebook, Ronda on a Mission, and Instagram, Ronda on a Mission. Thank you so much, Rhonda, for being here today. Um, you've been dropping all kind of platinum nuggets uh, over the past 30 minutes, and I'm so grateful uh, that our paths crossed. Um, and so, y'all, follow Ronda, connect with Rhonda, um, because she is – 
the genuine article like what y'all see is, is what you get there there is no no straight no chaser no filler none of the rest of that stuff you you gonna get you gonna get 100 uh ronda every single time you talk and so thank you again for for allowing me to be able to interview on hot takes hey thanks for the opportunity my absolute pleasure, y'all. And so, like always, y'all, if you are a speaker, practitioner, someone who is out there and you believe you have a message to share uh, that you can connect others to the best version of themselves, come on, come join me so we can have a humble, open and transparent conversation. Until next time, folks, be well and be limitless mm. in every single thing you do. Until next time, folks. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please be sure to subscribe across our eight different podcast locations. Until next time, folks, continue to be humble, open and transparent. Be good to people and actions over ideas always win.